0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy,
1: and I'm Taylor Smurl.
2: There's a pen perched precariously on the wires there. It could have clattered and disrupted our recording at any second. It doesn't have a cap on. I know. That's,
0: that's the kind the, of that's
2: that's, that's, that's the, upsetting. That's the kind of chaos that reigns in this house. No pens have caps. A lot of markers don't have caps. I got. <laughs> I went. We went back to school shopping. Uh, I love back to school shopping I know I do too Justin was out of town So mom and I took the girls And we had their little lists The schools already sent out the lists Of what they need And so we went to Target To get all of our back to school supplies And um, I don't know why Why does it Okay on a side note Why does a kindergartner need four boxes of crayons Oh
1: absolutely Four whole boxes Does you break them You eat them You trade them for stuff that doesn't make sense.
2: I had to get four boxes and I had to get her. I got her box of markers and like we got all the school supplies and it was all exciting. They got their new backpacks, their new lunch boxes, you know, like the whole thing. All very exciting. And we got home and they packed them already. Like with the stuff that I assume that will go in some sort of cubby or something when they get. The, I assume that she's not going to walk around with a backpack full of four boxes of crayons every day. Sure. But she took it back to her room and then got the box of new markers I got out. And, like, I came into her room and they were laying everywhere. Caps off, mixed and matched. And I was like, no, Cooper, no. These are for school. And she was like, okay. I was like, no. Now we have to get... Half of them have dried out
0: in a new day. Markers. She craves chaos.
2: Yeah, I was. it was interesting to see how they're... Um, their styles evolved for their backpacks
1: mm-hmm. oh what were the what were the backpacks this year
2: so Cooper went with confronted with an entire row of every you know cartoon character, disney character, everything. She went with Ariel from the new little mermaid mm. movie, so both one cool, cool. lunch, yeah lunchbox and backpack mm-hmm. with with Ariel, um which she had told me that she didn't like mermaids as much anymore, so this was a surprise. She's coming back around, yeah. Um, And then Charlie looked at all these characters and she was like, I just think I'm too old for that. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, no. And I was like, well, what do we do? We just want a solid color." And at first she just had like this solid lavender one.
0: Everything's sure. purple mm-hmm. right now. Everything's
2: purple because of Taylor Swift. Everything's yeah. purple right now. And then she saw a pink Jan Sport. Jan Sport never dies. With strawberries all over it. That's and she was cute. like, oh, never mind. I need the ones with... Str- so. She's got a Jansport.
1: Of course. she That makes so much sense, I feel like, for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: The next step is it's a transport on wheels.
1: <laughs> I say, Jansport will never die because in every generation, Jansport children are born and you raise one.
2: <laughs> I'm raising a Jansport child. I know. I... I did. And to top it off, uh, we were walking through the aisle because they have like the section over there at Target with all the school supplies. So we were getting all the folders and the markers and pencils and all this stuff. And uh, they have a section of water bottles and thermoses. And Charlie was like, I have to get a new soup thermos. (laughs) I was like, "What?" She said, "Well, I'll I'll be bringing soup every day again, so I I should probably go ahead and get a new soup thermos. These come with spoons, with reusable foldable spoons. I should get a new soup thermos. I was like, oh my god! You're like, how are you like 80 <laughs> years old?" I think
1: the, the why didn't Jansport capitalize on that and have a soup thermos that matches their backpacks?
2: You know, if you want a Jansport, there's a decent chance you might want a soup thermos. Come on.
1: Those circles there. The, it's just one circle, I think.
2: I mean, I love soup. You know me. I am a, I am a massive fan of soup. I'm a soup defender. If you ask me my favorite Wait. food, the answer is soup.
1: Okay, but we don't actually, that's your reality, Sid. But those of us that have watched you eat soup know that you talk about how much you love soup. And then many soups, you're like, I don't know about that soup. Don't like that (laughs) soup. Not that soup, though. very true. You have an idea of soup that has not yet lived up to the actuality of soup.
2: I also, I, okay, part of the problem, too, is that (laughs) I think I would, I never took soup to school and I never would have. And I wouldn't now if I had to go to school tomorrow for some reason if like one of my nightmares came true and I actually was back in school. Um, now let's be real. so one of your nightmares? uh-huh
0: being in school,
2: yeah, not college, but the rest okay. of it <laughs> yeah, that's fair uh, yeah. and I mean, maybe part of this is because I sometimes ate lunch in the bathroom and I wasn't gonna eat soup in the bathroom. But I think eating soup is more of a private activity. I don't want to carry my soup out into the world with me and sit at a desk or somewhere out in public eating my soup because, like, it can get sloppy. You can get real into the soup, and the soup could get everywhere.
1: I'm trying to understand why you see more intimacy (laughs) in soup consumption than, like, say, a sandwich.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, sandwiches... I mean, you can make sure that your sandwich isn't super sloppy, you know? Soup is wet. Like, it is a wet food
0: (laughs) how are you eating soup (laughs) how are you how are you bad at it it's just you know
1: just just no utensil involved just from the nozzle just trying to catch it (laughs) open mouth just laughing are you laughing your soup
0: Uh, no i just a little like guinea pig water bottle
2: yeah is that (laughs) i don't know this is why this is why I don't break for lunch anymore. I think it's too much this,
1: stress. there is something Freudian going on here that I don't want to talk about. Riley, do you want to talk about it? No. Great. Okay. Let's move on from the soup.
0: I <laughs> just <laughs> have a, I just have an issue with the temperature of it all. Wait. The temp- I know that therm thermoses thermi. Do thermos? both of you, have to be weird about soup. Well, no. <laughs> it, you put a soup in a thermos, and you it, it says it advertises it's going to keep your soup at soup temperature, but does it?
1: No. What soup your your temperature soup. is not a temperature? Soup can be cold. No, Despacho.
0: not well, soups I enjoy. But, but soup there, that is meant to be hot. Yes, the you soup put needs it in a to thermos. be the temperature it is meant to be. You put it in a thermos, thinking it's going to be hot when you eat it, and then inevitably four hours later, it is not hot. Lukewarm
2: chicken noodle soup is just fine. No. <laughs> what kind of conduit
1: do you think a thermos has to keep it like piping hot?
0: It doesn't. That's the problem with lunch soup. It doesn't have that. That's why you can't do lunch soup. That's, That's never what, gonna, going. It's never going to be the temperature you want it to be unless it's gazpacho.
2: That's why the right lunch is for your mom to make some pizza rolls first thing in the morning. To just microwave <laughs> you up some pizza rolls and then wrap them in aluminum foil and put them in your
0: lunch box. That's the right lunch. I just had a sandwich. <laughs> like some chips and like a vegetable mm-hmm. i think some snow peas perhaps some celery wow.
2: cooper picked that i was rocking
0: with. cooper picked a bento box for her lunch box
2: that sounds right
0: mm-hmm. i also got myself one it has a little slot in the top on the lid to put your fork in yeah. Wait,
1: are you gonna mm-hmm. become those people that make cute insta bento boxes because you should because those are amazing
2: i have so i have like dabbled I have done, because oh. she had a, ben, they both had, so they both are supposed to take a lunch and a snack, although I don't know, I assume I'll find out if third, grade. do third graders have snack time? I don't is know. Is that when
0: you age out of snack?
2: Second graders do, I don't know I about third grade. I yet. <laughs> so, I still snack. <laughs> yeah, I, I do a snack. But they, they both had little teeny bento boxes for their snacks, and now I have like a normal size, like, like I can put a lot of stuff in it for mm-hmm. snack time for Coop, um, and I had already sort of dabbled in like cutting the little vegetables and fruits into shapes and things like
0: that. So you've got to get those toothpicks that have like things yeah, on yeah. the top,
1: and you gotta cut the, the octopus um, hot dogs.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh she'd love those. She would
2: like that. Yeah. Unless she's, I don't know. Some days she's vegan now.
1: You could do vegan hot dogs.
2: Oh, that's true. I can. Do Sometimes that. when I'm sad,
1: I cut my vegan hot dog like an octopus and eat it alone in my apartment, and I feel joy.
0: To be fair, Cooper also only has a very vague idea <laughs> sure. of what of what meat is. It's
1: good that we let that pass. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm happy for you. I think that's good. Yeah.
2: Tari. Yeah, I do think that like, her, her
1: definition of vegan is like maybe chicken sometimes.
0: Yeah, I was just remembering how like she doesn't. Yeah. Like well, chicken nuggets her, are really questionable for her. I, well, I tried to tell her like, you know, you can't eat eggs.
2: And she said, eggs aren't meat. And I said, No, I know they're not meat, but they're from animals. So if you're vegan, you can't eat them. And nope. she said, Yeah, you can. And I said, No, honey, I promise you, you can't. And she said, Well, hard boiled. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I,
0: I don't. The I way said, You know cook what? Them listen, doesn't change to the makeup. I love makeup.
2: you. Just eat the eggs. I don't, you know, yeah. we'll you're fine. keep working on this. I'm not going to. And then I was trying to explain to her, she was like, oh, it was some sort of baked thing. And I was like, see, for instance, this is something tay wouldn't eat because it's, it's a I know it doesn't look like it has eggs in it, but like eggs are part of this. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like there is no egg in this, look at this baked thing. Like it was like a cake. Like there's no egg there, look at it. I'm I mean, like, eh. to
1: be fair, that's not a great example because tay usually does go, I don't see it, I don't see the eggs.
2: <laughs> it's just cake.
1: I don't, I don't, I, I, I think, 99% of my behavior is vegan, but I no longer call myself one because there's that 1% where sometimes I'm like, mm, it's a scone. Don't need to ask questions. Mm. Eat the scone.
2: It's fine. Yep. I, uh, you know, I made a vegan blackberry cobbler.
1: Ooh, that sounds yeah. delightful.
2: Yeah. I um, We picked a ton of blackberries over the weekend from the bramble next to our house. Isn't that wholesome? That's what my it friend Amanda said. She said, that's so wholesome of you and your children. I said, I know. We picked blackberries and then they were coming over and they're vegan. So we wanted to, I wanted a dessert everyone could enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it was, it
0: was was, was pretty good. I don't know. It was, I'm not a great baker, but it was pretty good. The blackberry saga continues because I was at work today um, at the law firm I work at and get a text from mom that says someone, and you know the way mom texts, Mm -hmm. someone came into our property and cut a giant section of my blackberry bush. What is my legal recourse? (laughs) I was like, hmm, well, here's the thing. I don't know everything about every law ever. Let me just look up on Google West Virginia trespass. And apparently because it's outside, even though it's on her property, because it's not in a structure, you have to post a sign for it to be trespass. Mm. You can't just say like, you know, that's mine. So you couldn't be there. I said, do you have a sign? Does she have a
2: sign up yet? And
0: she said, I don't have a sign yet.
2: She's going to put a sign up that says these are Mary's blackberries. Don't pick them. When I said, what's your
0: sign going to say? She literally said, these are my blackberries. Don't take them.
2: <laughs> well,
1: why is her first concern the legal ramifications and not someone came into your backyard, which is enclosed where uh, her brambles well- are, right?
2: No, the, the, they, she has two different areas. There are those brambles that yes. are growing like in the fence, but then there are ones that are growing outside the fence. Oh, like, okay, all the that way was, over in the side, like by say, like the woods. We got
1: a bigger problem if somebody came all the way around, like no, into the no, fence. Yeah, yeah, like, I would, that would be, be a more
0: problem. afraid yeah, if, it, if there was a um, fence that oh, technically counts as like a delineation between your property and not yeah, your property. Yeah, no, free,
1: free, um, free range brambles or free range brambles.
0: Honestly, I didn't even know that was our property. I just thought it was like. Close enough, you know? I, I didn't know if it was or not. It's close. I, I just but, told uh, her, I, I mean, I wasn't going to argue. So anyways, if you see a sign that looks like, you know, the Shrek sign that's at the beginning of the movie that has like <laughs> a little cartoon Shrek that says, keep out of me swamp or whatever. Like if you see one that says like, keep out of me blackberries.
2: <laughs> that's mom.
0: There you go.
1: She's Mary's berries only.
2: <laughs> well, I'm worried because we have the blackberry thicket right next to our house. And uh, like, I nobody was getting in there previously because it is dangerous. They're going to come steal them. It's like several different varieties of blackberries and related, like segmented berries and such. Anyway, they're all edible. Mm-hmm. But, you need um, it. go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say some of the vines are like something out of a nightmare. They're so, so huge and thick and th- like not just thorny, like giant spikes sticking mm-hmm. off of them.
1: Wow. You, you need a harvest all those berries and we should figure out a good recipe for crème de mûre. and you should make some some blackberry liqueur
2: i could you know i made i tried to make a bramble but i didn't have that liqueur so instead i
1: you can you can muddle them and it works just fine
2: well that's what i did i muddled blackberries and i didn't have a simple syrup either so i Uh, muddled them with sugar
1: that kind of works and
2: made like a blackberry syrup yeah and then I thought if I put that in, that replaced both of those ingredients.
1: That will work that if you take- get the quantity correct.
2: Yeah it, yeah. it was a little... the You know what? I think it was all good up until the recipe I read said you're supposed to pour it over crushed ice. Yeah. And I felt like it made it very watery after that.
1: Well, that's why you, you kind of... I mean, because the original... like a. This is a this mm. is perhaps the premise for a whole different podcast talking about drink recipes. Yes, crespies. I guess that's true. Uh, but you, you want some simple syrup and some, like, you usually have simple syrup and creme de mure, which is two mm. different sweeteners, because then it thins it out and it's not too tart or too sweet. Yeah. but
2: I just felt like it, as I drank it, it got watery.
1: Yeah. But no, seriously, you should you should make, some, make some liqueur f- with all those berries before they go bad.
2: I'm getting in there. I'm going to
1: get them. Get into the thicket. Get I'm into the in bramble. Them.
2: I was out there oh in like a pair of pants and then another pair of shorts and then my big high rain boots and a long sleeve shirt. It was like 80, 88 degrees and I was oh like, climbing and nobody around took and a pushes. picture of that. <laughs> no, there's no picture of me and like mom had a rake and was raking the branches towards me and I'm reaching over and trying to clip little bunches off into a bowl and I know, you missed all this. You
0: were asleep. That's what happens when you sleep past Nine thirty. I know. This was like nine AM we were yeah. out doing this. He I was gonna miss- say it was not you not sleep that late.
1: You <laughs> missed fun time in the bramble patch.
0: <laughs> I gotta be honest though, I love you, but I think even if I had been awake, if that had been the offer I was presented with, you I don't know if I would have taken you up on that. Yeah, I get you. What's that like
1: to romp among the brambles? <laughs>
0: I'm not a bramble girl. <laughs> there are many sweet and juicy blackberries i
2: drink, to be had. I'd
0: drink Such a Such life.
1: There are thorns, but there are berries. Mm-hmm. You must beware mm-hmm. of one and, and chase the other.
0: I'm not meant to walk among the thickets. <laughs> you take the sharp with the sweet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not... Anyway... That's, Let's talk about what we're talking about. <laughs> We've lost the plot here. Excellent Happy Bramble talk. talk.
0: Excellent <laughs> Bramble podcast. This is a top-tier Bramble podcast. It really is a good... Bramble podcast. Still yeah. Brambling. <laughs> that is what we're doing. Hi, I'm Riley Smurl. Welcome to Still Brambling, your cross-generational guide to berries and thickets. <laughs> oh,
2: that's, that's what, you know
1: what? When some of us are over... 60 and some of us are over 40 Maybe we'll reinvestigate that
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know That feels
1: right That's the next next reinvention of, of, of Stillbuff mm-hmm.
2: Still brambling
1: <laughs> so We just garden And, and eventually
2: It eventually soups and their rules oh, That's That's, <laughs> that's we, your thing Yeah,
0: That's Sid- Sydney's soup corner <laughs> S- Sydney's soupery Yeah <laughs> Oh man, I do love soup.
1: All right, well but we're not talking. Some
2: of them. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I I wanted you all to listen to uh, my favorite Amy Mann album, Lost in Space, from 2002. Um, I don't. It, it's weird. This is one of those artists where usually I come to you with like I've listened to all of these albums and I love all these songs off of them. But this is one of those artists where don't get me wrong, Amy Mann has a ton of hits. She's incredibly talented. She's been at it for so long. She's amazing this album just like hit at a time when i mean it came out in 2002 but i didn't listen to it till i went away to college and it was just the perfect like i don't know what i'm doing and i'm a little confused and i listened to this album on repeat so many times so it's very special to me
2: um you know it's funny it, it falls into this weird like i had just started well i was a year i guess my second year of college when this came out so this really should have been, like, prime listening time for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but I don't, I feel like I had, like, mixtapes with Amy Mann on it, and then I heard it around a lot at parties, but I couldn't have ever put any of the different songs on her different albums, like, onto the right album. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I own the CDs, but I know I had heard, as I was listening to these songs, I was like, oh, I heard that. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that song. But, like, I know I didn't own the CD. I don't know if I osmosed it.
1: I mean, I, I owned it and listened to it at a lot. But that would have been... Well, you, you were still around. I mean,
2: yeah. I was around. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't move far. I moved 10 minutes away. Well, it's like... I, I
1: feel like I didn't get this to the... way Maybe I had it before I went away to college. Maybe. But that's... I feel like that was the... Maybe this is just everybody's experience with Amy Man. Whatever album comes out when you're at your loneliness, that's the album, Amy Man album that you latch on to. Uh this was mine.
2: Uh it also it's like it's the music if you've ever sat in a coffee shop, like and not just like gone to the counter and ordered coffee and left. If you've ever like ordered coffee and sat
0: there, you've heard Amy
2: Man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That's fairly yeah.
0: true. It does have those vibes. Um I had never listened to Amy Man, I I think. Um from what I can remember. Uh never intentionally like sought it out and listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um so this was my first real encounter. Um very much enjoyed it. Oh good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize.
2: Uh we you know, we went on the uh the Joko cruise with Amy Mann.
1: Did you meet Amy Mann?
2: I mean so like I got to say hi, but like there's no reason for Amy Mann to know who I am, of course, you know. So it was more just like I didn't want to be weird. I don't want to be weird. Be like, I'm such a huge fan because like everybody there is, you know, so like mm-hmm. I just like was in a circle where she was talking and I was talking to because I was one of the performers, too. And so I just got to say hi and like talk. I don't even remember. We were talking about like the food we were eating or something. And so I got to like have a casual convo and then walk away and be like, oh, my God, that was Amy man. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know, it was not a good, you know. And I mean, again, it's like I'm there to do a podcast, and she's probably like, I have no idea who these podcast people are. Well, anyway, she was very nice, very cool, though. She was very nice and very cool. And when I first saw her on the boat, and we're on a cruise ship, she was wearing a leather jacket, and I just thought that is so cool. Like it's just so like that's very cool. My my college like loving that kind of like girl music and like tough and sad and a lot of emotions. And then she's there and she was wearing that leather jacket. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yes, this is what I was hoping would happen.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's like, she's, she's cool. I I feel like that's always like a quality of Amy Mann, right? Like she's cool.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, she is cool, but not in like a rude way. Not in like a, you know, not in like a too cool for you way.
0: She just is cool. Listening to it made me feel cool. Did I? I was in my car and I was like, ooh, I'm a cool girl. Yeah.
1: Well, and credence to her coolness. I think that probably one of the first places I saw her was on Buffy. Oh. Yeah. She was yeah. one of the musical performers at the Bronze. And I believe, oh. and oh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's the one that, as they're leaving the Bronze she mentions not wanting to play Vampire Towns anymore.
2: <laughs> I think you're right. Right? Like I think she's the one right. that walks
1: out and says that?
2: I, think
0: I didn't realize that.
2: I also, I'm, it wasn't she also, you, neither of you are going to know this. I think she was also on an episode of West Wing performing. Oh. They were doing like a Rock the Vote episode. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she was performing on that too.
0: I've never seen a West Wing.
1: I I have not either. I know that she did the soundtrack for Magnolia. I know she's I mean she's been she's done all sorts of cool stuff. She's cool. That's, that's the agreement. <laughs> she she's did, done she did a song cool things. on Steven Universe. Oh yeah, did you
0: that mm-hmm. that Independent Together. Yeah, that's her. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like well, I guess you can kind of you, you can hear, hear it that. if you think about yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I know. I know. I was <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was looking up this album, and
0: I was like, hey. <laughs> She has a very extensive catalog. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, there's a lot of music here.
1: Well, she's also, uh, I mean, she was somebody that split off and, and um, produced her own music on her own record label, too. So I think she's also mm-hmm. one of those that kind of... Uh, uh, Pre-Taylor Swift, she bought back her own tracks so she could release them on her own. Um, That's awesome. To mm-hmm. release them from, a, you know, big company's holding. So definitely yeah. just, you know, a, a huge... Huge discography. Uh, But I think something about Lost in Space, one, it's not, it's never called a concept album. She's never referred to it that way. I think it is. There was even a comic book attachment to it made by the comic book, he goes by the name Seth, but the the illustrations are all done by this cartoonist. I think that's also why it hit for me because I was in cartooning school Mm. and this album came out and it was a big deal because it was a cartoonist that illustrated all the stuff. And I just feel like you listen to the songs and there's such like a, like there's, it's so much of it is about like failed relationships and maybe it's multiple relationships. I think there's elements that are like relationships with yourself, but it all seems to come from this place of like, I know what I'm doing isn't like working. I'm not connecting to things, but I'm not willing to change anything. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of runs through a lot of these songs. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
0: It uh, you know, now that you say that, I was thinking as I was listening to it that it's like a it's a relatively short album. Yeah. So to say it's a concept album makes sense because it's it's more of like one mm. cohesive. I mean, eleven songs is like fairly short. Um, it's more of one cohesive thing instead of like a collection of just all the songs you write, you know, at a yeah. certain time of your life or whatever.
2: Well, and I think that used to be more important too, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. idea of the album having like one albums all albums used to be shorter i feel like yeah and then and then two like because you were buying a piece of physical media yeah i think it was a lot more important that it be an entire like it'd be one idea well popping or, or in a cd semi- you know
0: you're not shuffling it with like all the other mm-hmm. all the artists other songs and like listening to you know whatever like you're listening to the cd right it's not like me putting on my spotify of every taylor ever mm-hmm. and putting it on shuffle
2: yeah
1: yeah but it's, it's and easy. you
0: can't
2: skip songs and you know. you're
1: creating a finite piece and having songs that kind of bridged gaps was okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of like went from one high point of emotion to a low point of emotion which I think this album has you know it kind of has songs that sort of transition into like really sad songs and then something mm-hmm. that's sort of in between into another sadder song a more upbeat song
2: mm-hmm. I think
1: maybe because we've lost that album structure it's a bit more like everything could be a single maybe (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. I think I think you're right and I also wonder like as you listen like as I was listening through the album which I'd never listened to those songs in that order that I can remember Mm -hmm. at least not not like while painted maybe it was playing at parties and stuff I know Amy Mann was playing I, I am the right age for like me to have gone to cool college parties where Amy Mann was playing and people thought they were very cool. You know, like that is that is the the right age that I am. But uh, as I was listening through it and like going from song to song, I feel like the artist has the opportunity to kind of tell you more about themselves that way. Mm-hmm. And like connect with you more than you can. Which I mean, a cer- certainly a single song can do that. there's something about the whole album telling a story from the artist that you start to feel more connected to the artist and like you understand their perspective and view a little bit more. And I don't know. I wonder if that made it easier to create audiences, you know, Mm -hmm. than it would be today. Because you can really cultivate that sort of relationship with your audience through like the through an album, through the story. I don't know.
1: Well, I don't even know. I don't maybe this is like an idealist view that is it is it about creating a product that like connects or is it like it's an artist focusing on some f- specific themes that they're trying to work through and that's inevitably like, you know, like if you work on a piece, be it like a book or a painting, you're gonna kind of have some ideas in your head that you're trying to work mm-hmm. through, right? You're trying to exercise something. Mm-hmm. And that's like if you're not just thinking, is this a product that will sell, but rather what am I trying to do with this? And I'm not saying that modern artists can't, uh, modern artists do that all the time, but I think having that ability to say like, this is one piece that I'm going to put down and walk away from you. It, it's a little bit harder to do that when streaming comes to mind where, yeah, yeah you release an, a quote unquote album, but really you, you could just release tracks. Like there are artists now that just release hits, singles, and they don't mm-hmm. have to ever really produce an album quote unquote.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I wonder, I, I, And I mean, I don't I guess then you're starting to get into like the nature of is art about the thing that you've created in your own process of creating it? Or is it about the relationship you're having with the people who are going to Mm -hmm. watch, listen, view, you know, like, I don't know. It's both. It's neither. It's all of that. It depends on who you ask.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll, I don't, I, I'm i not, like, I'm not so cynical to think art is just product now. Like, I think, that, No, you know, no. like, some art is product, for sure. And sometimes I buy that product, and it's fine. I don't, I don't mind when art is product. I think this is a case where I think art is art. I think that, because mm-hmm. this is one of her firsts that she did with her own label, too. And I think with the selection of Seth as the cartoonist to sort of design everything, that was her call, and then the songs on it. Where some of them are, they kind of play, I don't want to say flat, but like, they don't, you kind of have ebbs and flows in the emotional content of the album. Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't think like the concept isn't, here's a big narrative I'm telling. It's just, I'm working through something in a way. And I I think that that is artful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I usually don't, I will be honest, people usually give me crap for this, but I usually don't listen to albums like in order. I just, I'm not... I usually just put it on and I'm like, I'll just listen. Like, you know, my listening is not going to be influenced by the order I listen to the songs. I'll just put it on and, you know, um, that is very much not the case for this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is one that is best served by listening in order. And usually I don't even notice things like that. But it does ebb and flow and some things are flatter than others um, In in like a very almost subtle way when you're moving from one to the next but Mm -hmm. it makes sense then when you've listened to all of it like "Mm, yeah that's this is meant to be told this way
2: yeah Yeah. no i I feel the same way that's really interesting though that you don't necessarily do that i wonder i just wonder if you're indicative of your generation that's what i was gonna gonna say say. i I think it's
0: a product of of streaming music Mm -hmm. um as opposed to putting in a cd and listening to it from start to finish which Mm -hmm. i certainly did when i was like you know seven or eight years old um when i think sense.
1: Even the design, because we obviously still do have albums, CDs, I don't know, a, a unit of music com- comes out at a time. And I think now the formula is sort of put a hit up front and a, a hit up front mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then give some of the medium songs some space to like exist. And then a hit like two thirds of the way down so that people listen, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas it used to be like your hit wouldn't. I mean, the, the hits off this album are... Not that they were necessarily hit hit. There's some popular songs like uh, Pavlov's Bell was big. Mm-hmm. Lost yeah, Lost in I Space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the the moth did fairly well, but those are all they're spaced out through the album. The, it's, yeah. it's meant to have a flow.
2: Yeah, I remembered those. I, I think today's the day. Must have done yeah. well because that that one I know I'd heard. I really liked It's Not, which I didn't remember.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That, but the, I really like that one.
1: That's probably my favorite song i mean invisible ink and and it's not are probably my favorite songs because they're just so sad (laughs) they're Mm -hmm. so beautifully sad and it's not that uh i believe it's you that could make it better but it's not is Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. something so simple and sad to me especially like that i think the whole relationship encompasses like it's all about trying to find love in somebody else and being disappointed and disillusioned and lost and then you get to that point where there's the reality like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: wherever I went to try to find an answer I didn't find one Mm
2: -hmm, and I'm just
1: you know lost again Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but I know this like I went in the wrong direction where do I go now who knows
0: yeah (laughs) well I'm lost still that's the whole album Mm -hmm. right Yeah, I always um, am interested when when albums are named after a song on the album. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, again, in Taylor Swift world, like, half of them are named after a song, and half of them are just a name that, like, relates to the song, like, the album. Um, So I'm always curious when it's a song on the album, like, if that's going to be speaking to what's, like, my thesis of this album, what's, like, my favorite song, my, you know, most personal song, whatever, like, the one I spent the most time on, and that's why it's the name of the album. But I think you're right. I think... Just the name itself just being lost. And then, of course, that song mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as it stands, that is kind of like the focal point of the album.
1: Well, and there's this beautiful overlay because there are a couple songs that mention drug abuse and addiction. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Pablo's Bell is kind of in a sexy way, like This Is How It Goes and High on Sunday. Future. Like, there are other references that are more of like a bummer reference to drugs. But I think there's a parallel between like the addiction of a relationship and the addiction of a substance and that realization that like this isn't the answer, but I don't know what is that I Mm -hmm. think line up really beautifully. And again, I don't I don't know her necessary her backstory to all this, but as a piece, that's what I take in as an art piece.
2: (laughs) I don't either. You know, what's interesting. I was thinking about that. I don't really know. I mean the only extra information I have about her other than like the music that I had known since college um, is that we were on that cruise together (laughs) and she was as cool as you would have hoped but also very nice Uh, but um, I don't feel like like when I think about the like female artists of the time their music was always very like raw and full of like truth and emotional and you got the sense that these were people who were speaking about like their life in a really honest way and they were storytellers and like all of that. But I also felt like I didn't know anything about them then either. I don't remember ever knowing much of the backstory of it or like looking up or seeing, I mean, I don't know what I would have looked at the the early days of the internet. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the, maybe that's the difference, but like it would, I I never looked to see like, Oh, is that from some experience that they've had or, you know, I mean, same with like Tori Amos, I would put in that category. I didn't go Mm -hmm. read anything about Tori Amos. I just loved her music. I to this day don't know anything about her other than how much I loved her. I mean, like, really? I, it's weird. I mean, well, compare it to like you probably know a lot about Taylor Swift. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't. There aren't a lot of artists that I don't know. Again, I, maybe, I think maybe it's just the internet, though. Yeah, I think it's a generational thing. I don't just experience someone by putting in an album. I experience them as like the perception and the person they are mm-hmm. on the internet that is surrounding it. Well, but.
1: I think that that gets into a discussion of like creator of things. I don't want to separate creator of things from artists. I think if you create something, you're an artist. I think that the separation of like highbrow and lowbrow artists is 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 stupid. If you make something, you you did an art. Good job. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: But I think that sometimes we worry so much to have what we interpret from a piece validated by an artist like coughing of hunks hunks of themselves that we don't understand that they already did that. like mm, I, That was the art. Yeah, I put some feelings like, God, I mean, Tori Amos specifically, like, I don't want to go into detail, but having known some things that went on to Tori Amos's life, I could have guessed that from some of her songs, some of her really painful songs that she dealt with specific sure. things. I
2: mm-hmm. can, yes, I would have assumed, but I don't know.
1: It was there in the song, and that's the thing that she gave us. And like, why, why do we, when somebody gives you something that's so raw and so meaningful... Do you need them to say, oh yeah, this is definitely about X, Y, and Z? Or if that's what it, if you're somebody that's been through that and that's the thing that it makes you feel comforted about or seen over, I think that's the point of art. I don't think it's necessarily like you and I had the exact same experience. It's that you took something meaningful from the thing that I made. And even if it's not exactly a one to one, like I again, like I'm interpreting this album as being about addiction in a relationship with perhaps a person. I mean, I think like guys like me, I, I would assume, you know, there's a kind of a mm-hmm. a disengaged man who's there but not really there. Yeah. Perhaps he has other things going on in his life that are pulling him away. I, I think that there is a narrative to this album, but like I can relate to that in different ways between addiction and relationships and if she's like no no no, this whole album's about nothing i made up these songs for fun that would be disappointing but i don't need Mm. to know beyond that
2: (laughs) yeah and i don't i mean it's hard because would it matter really
1: does it matter if a piece moves you to be told that you shouldn't have been moved by that piece no because i think it's beautiful when things move you
2: yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't know But, I mean, I definitely think that's a shift because I I was sitting here thinking about other, like, musical artists and stuff that I loved. And, like, I guess there are some that I know a little bit more about their life. I I mean, like, we all knew that Jewel lived in a van because there were so many news articles about (laughs) the fact that she lived in a van for a while, you know? (laughs) Like, I mean, like... There were a lot. I love Weezer, and there were lots of articles about Rivers because he was into some kind of unusual stuff. He and locked so people, himself
1: in a closet for some some time. I know.
2: Yeah, there like he lived in an apartment with no furniture intentionally, like so he could sleep on the floor. Like I don't, I don't know. There was some stuff there that people were like, "Well, I got to write an article and people about this." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But generally speaking. I don't and I, I kind of like some of the I don't know maybe that's a shift too. the mystery I always thought that and I mean even even seeing her in person there was this mystery around Amy Mann like I don't know how you make these you tell these stories and they're sad and they really move me and you're so good at it and you're so cool and you're just I, and but like kind of mysterious too like you have this power to create these things and I don't I don't have it so for me it's all like wow that's amazing
1: well, you create things, Sid. You create a lot of things. Um, Not like
2: Amy Man, but, but no. He, uh, he, I don't. He, but I think we want people to be more relatable now, right? Well, don't.
1: no. It, there's this weird need to like say, like, no. I need to know that you meant this so I can feel things. It's like, no, no, no. You can feel things without my assurance because I can only say this as somebody that does make things. My desire in making things is sometimes to be able to put something on a wall and work through some feelings and some pain and some confusion and walk away from it and if people get it they get it but the moment they start coming up to you and demanding an an explanation it's like oh that thing that i didn't want to talk about to the extent that i developed an entire set of skills to talk about it in a way that was not direct you would like me to talk about now oh great great (laughs) why did i learn to paint
2: I, I, think, that.
0: I think there's also, like, a I think there's a happy medium. Because I was thinking about, like, you said you know a lot about Taylor Swift. I do, in a way that, like, almost makes it so that I see a lot of people. Like, she has albums that she specifically said, these are fictional stories. I yeah. made up characters. I put mm-hmm. them to music. This is all fictional. There are some that are very obviously real. But people still listen to ones where she's like, please listen to me. This is a fictional album full of fictional stories. And they try to, like force things Mm -hmm. they know about her life onto them like no i know she said it's fake but really it's about this and really it's about that and i think like there's a happy medium of of there's it enhances a piece sometimes when you know something about someone where you're like i can see where they're coming from on this especially if it's something you can relate to like "Mm, that made me feel that way too but also i think if you go too far and you know too much then it's like can you then separate just listening to this art from all of like the immensely personal details you know about this it's, person it's interesting because
2: like i think a perfect example of that is like you look at lemonade i think beyonce's
0: lemonade oh, yeah. is I like <laughs> even a band called lemonade no like, who do I... no like that yeah. album yeah,
2: yeah we she she was very upfront about what it was about right and then you listen to the album
0: and, and you don't you don't get like about gory now.
2: details you know yeah. what i mean like you don't have to go read like a hundred articles about like you know what it's about the whole story is in the album it unfolds through the album like <laughs> mm-hmm. the entire arc you get it some of it's literal but a lot of it isn't exactly literal you know and yeah. i i do think knowing the backstory knowing what it's about enhanced my experience of that album yeah i think there's
1: nuance there only in the respect that i think that Somebody in the in the position like Beyonce would be expected to not reveal too much about what Mm. she went through, and I think it was very powerful. I think her being open about what the album was about was part of her statement. I think that that's Mm -hmm. why it's true because I think that was her choice. I think that was her creative choice to be confrontational about yeah, you know what this is about. I was cheated on. I'm mad, and this is what we're going to talk about. Mm Because how many women in her position would not be allowed? would not be given the space to speak about that Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I mean I feel like you know speaking of Taylor Swift I and as just such a gay in so many ways person I am so bothered by how many people want to pick apart Taylor Swift's sexuality Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: think it's cool that's what I mean I think like why did why is she not given respect as an artist that some of her songs, yeah, she writes from other people's perspectives. You know, Amy Mann has a song called Guys Like Me. Does that yeah. make Amy Man Amy man's a trans man. Her nothing name is man. I'm putting the pieces together. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> it was right there all oh, along. She's just writing about a song. That, yes. I was thinking about that song exactly right? because Taylor Swift has a song on folklore that is from the perspective of a teenage boy. And it's to a girl named Betty. And everyone heard this song and immediately was like, mm, she's gay about a girl named Betty and she's singing it. Like, no. She says in the song it's from the perspective of a boy. Let mm-hmm. her do that from someone else's perspective. Also, if she's not talking about it, let's just... Well, let her live. And also, also, with all artists. If they just, don't want to talk about something, just let them not
2: talk Exactly. About it. They shouldn't have to talk about it if they don't want to. It's up to them. And... I, I think it's refreshing because man, nothing bothers me more than when an artist will cover another artist's song and they're of different genders. They and change they the longer. pronouns, yeah, they'll flip pronouns. That just make like who? Ca- oh, Taylor oh, Swift can't. did do that. <laughs> His she covered name Drops was of Jupiter at a concert.
0: I had a no. dream about him. <laughs> <laughs> did like she? This, did Taylor Swift do that? She covered Drops of Jupiter in her uh. Speak Now world tour, and she changed the the pronouns. To be fair, that was like 2010. So, well, yeah, you know. she probably,
1: well, I, I mean, I just, for forever, like, she gives so much good that's music. A weird flipped. I think it's okay that, you know what? If you relate to a song and you're like, I see myself in this, it makes me feel something, or it makes me feel better about something. That's the beauty of art. It allows all us to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, even, like, sometimes, you know, someone could be, it's funny, you mentioned the drops of Jupiter. That song is not about a romantic partner. That song is about the singer's mother. So you don't need to change the pronouns on that song because it's about the guy's mother. But because we we hear it and we interpret it as, oh, it's about a breakup. That's okay. Yeah. If, you, if you hear that and you hear, this reminds me of a breakup I went through. This reminds me of somebody I lost. That's okay. You're feeling things. Mm-hmm. And in some very integral way, you are relating to the artist, even though the subject he was thinking of was his mother you're still sharing that bond it's still a song about loss mm-hmm. we don't sometimes the details ruin it that's that that non-specificity specificity that makes pop music good yeah, yeah. once we start needing to know wait am i allowed to enjoy this song is this mm-hmm. song bisexual i need to know you don't need to know it's okay no. <laughs> Yeah, is
2: this, what, could you please uh, give me the list of bisexual songs? Please, there are none. Uh, uh, there's, there's that sexual one that's
0: goodbye bi- <laughs> anthem. That's one.
2: There is one called that. Yes, I, there's, we have an anthem, and I didn't know. Yeah, it's there. I don't even know my own anthem. I mean, don't get me wrong;
1: it's fine to not su- when when artists come out as awful people, and you're like, no, they, I, I like something, and I don't support. Something. Right. That's fine. That's yeah. different. I just mean you don't. Sometimes people put things out there because they don't want to talk about it. They found the way yeah. to talk about it, and it's with poetry or art or music, and that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why, just to to wrap up about actual Amy Mann, um, that's why I enjoy when you all bring music so much is because oftentimes I haven't listened to it or really especially don't know anything about the people, even if I've heard their songs. So I'm listening to it not just as someone who hasn't heard the music, but someone who knows nothing about the person singing it. And I try not to look anything up about them until after. Mm-hmm. Um because you're listening to it and you, know, you just kind of apply your own meaning to it and i did that with this whole album listening to it was just what does this make me think of and what does it make me feel having no knowledge of anything about her whatsoever which is kind of fun
2: Mhm. Well, she's very cool, if you've looked at pictures. She's got, <laughs> she is she's very got, cool. She's got her style. Is, she's really cool. It's a really, she's really cool. I,
1: I, I could believe if someone's like, oh, you know what, Amy, man, actually, that's an angel that fell to earth and is meant to bring us hard and cold, but true lessons about life. I'm like, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's, that's what that, that, that is, looks like.
2: That is her vibe. And of course, she did, you know, have a podcast on our network. What? hmm I don't believe that they release episodes anymore, but her and Ted Leo had- her and ted leo Mm -hmm. the art of process i didn't that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. uh, you can still listen to that i mean i don't i like i said i don't i don't think they're releasing episodes anymore but they're still out there that's very cool yeah if you want to check those out but um yeah he was on the cruise too i know Uh, ted leo's great incredibly cool people yeah yeah i did a podcast about medical history
1: Oh, that's cool. Hey, you're you're incredibly cool people too, Sid. That's
0: we do a podcast about brambles. Mm-hmm. This has been still brambling. Come into the brambles. I'm still brambling. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed
2: that. Um, I'm glad that you had us listen to it. Yes, today. thank you, know. it's it's good s- That was enjoyable. Good I listened s- to it with Charlie and Cooper, and they liked it too. Really? That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, Charlie finally said, "Like, can we listen to something?" That's a little more upbeat. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but Cooper was digging it. Yeah, she yeah. would.
1: No, this is this is one of my. Fa- it's one of my favorite albums. One I can listen to it from start to finish. And mm-hmm. if I'm feeling sort of melancholy about something, I don't know because there's something that like it's sad, but it doesn't dip into the sadness too much. I feel like there's an awareness, there's a maturity to it, and I think that's also a staple of Amy Mann's music. Is mm-hmm. it is it has a maturity and an intelligence to it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of helps you through something and out the other end, which is what that back to that design of a good album. I think that's mm-hmm. what a good album, what a good art piece does Yeah, is yep. it brings you into some hard feelings, but also shows you a way out. And I think she's a master of that.
0: Absolutely.
2: I agree. I would highly recommend it. If anybody hasn't listened to Amy Mann, Yeah, please treat yourself. I, I hear Spotify is a place you can get it to. <laughs> and you don't have to ask me where I got my music. You know, and you're going <laughs> to me for it.
0: And don't listen to Sydney if she tells you you have to listen to ads and you can't uh, sp- skip songs on Spotify. <laughs> but this is also
1: one of those places where I would say there's a beautiful vinyl and there's also, there's a really cool, I think, it, maybe, th- I think the vinyl and the CD, there's a whole extended comic that the cartoonist Seth made to go along with it that you can mm. get in the jacket. Um, so... There's some beautiful art pieces that this album was made along with. If you're a fan, if you listen to it and you like it, seek that out because it's cool.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Tay. Yeah. Thank you. Riley. Yes. You're next. Um, yes. To continue with um, not talking about stric- stricken. Struck. Struck media. Um, Struck. I, I, have, I have more music to share. It's not Taylor Swift. Um, it's by an artist called Noah Kahn. I think is how you say his last name. K a h a n. It's an album called Stick Season. Okay. In parentheses, we'll all be here forever. It's the extended version that just came out this year. So. All right.
2: Yeah. Cool. I will check that out. I have I have never heard of this music. So
0: I. Wow. Well, I'm forty. <laughs> well, there are a couple. I'm very that old. Have, there are a couple like little clips that have blown up really big on TikTok that I feel like everyone's heard.
2: Maybe, you maybe know you'll
0: what? remember when you've listened maybe to it. Maybe when them. I'm listening, I'll yeah. go,
2: oh, I've heard this song, song yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll, we'll check that out for next time. Um, in the meantime, thank you, listeners. Please listen to Amy Mann. Um, you will not regret it. Lost in Space or any any of her works. Um, uh, You should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows that you can listen to there. You can email us, too, at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering. And, and
1: I am too.
2: For a second, I was waiting for you to say my name with me. I was paused, and then I remembered we don't do that part together, because that would be weird. I'm, I'm not Sydney McElroy. I know. We have different names. So it would weird. <sighs>
0: I spent too many times too much time in the brambles. Too many times in the brambles.
1: I just like that when I was home and everyone was giving me berries. They were like the bramble berries, bramble berries. So I'm like, oh, bramble berries. What an interesting type of berry. Uh, it's a blackberry.
2: It's just a blackberry. It's a blackberry. Mom yeah. calls them bramble berries too. I don't know. They're, They're on the brambles. I think
1: it's cute. I like it, but that's just a. It's a blackberry. It's,
2: it's a, a blackberry. Berry. Yeah.
0: Oh, Russ! hey, yeah. hey, oh, I'm glad I found you in line.
2: These clouds are really freaking me out.
0: I hate having to stand in line, and boy, what a line. These
2: giraffes do not smell good. No, they
0: do not, and they have such short necks. But
2: I'm hearing we need to get on this we arc. we got to
0: get on the arc. It yeah. is about to rain. God is about to destroy humanity. Hey, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you Noah?
2: Yeah, I know we look like humans, but we're actually <laughs> yes, we're <totally>. podcasters. <laughs> we
0: are podcasters, so it's different.
2: Have you heard of Ono Ross and Carrie? We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal, stuff like that. And you have a boat and say the world's gonna end, so it seemed like something for us to check out.
0: We would love to be on the boat.
2: We came two by two. What do you think? Ono Ross and Carrie. Available on maximumfun.org. Maximumfun.org.